Welcome to Locally Sourced Joey, the podcast about anything and everything. And today, there is just one thing on the minds of everyone across America, and that is March Madness. It's Selection Sunday. The brackets have been released. We're furiously filling them out, and I'm joined by the one and only Chris Hayes. Chris, welcome to the podcast. First appearance, although I have appeared on your podcast. That is very true. I mean, I can't believe it's taken two years for me to get onto your podcast, but, you know, I'll let it slide for now. Yeah, we had lots of uh, non... <laughs> Lots of months with no content, so it's, it's in the grand scheme of things, I think this is only the 10th podcast, so you're not too far away. That's fine. I, I, I'm, I'm quite all right. I'm <laughs> glad to be here, though. I'm happy to be here. Yes, and uh, we're both Miami grads, so a little uh, disappointed in Miami not yeah. making the tournament, although oh, I, I can't say I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm not really surprised. I'm not surprised they didn't make it because, I mean, I, as I always remember, like, Dick Vitale said a few years ago, you know, if you are, like, on the bubble and you don't make it, it shouldn't be that big of a surprise. Like, you had a chance all year. Um, I mean, for Miami, it was the Notre Dame game back when it was at Notre Dame. I just felt this was a change in the season. They were up big, and then all of a sudden Notre Dame stormed back, and that team was never the same. So, while I was uh, disappointed that they didn't make it, I'm not surprised. I'm more upset that other teams like UCLA and Texas, just because more of their brand makes it. But even then, I think there were like other teams out there that easily could have made it that, you know, those teams shouldn't have. So anyway, that's my soapbox for Miami right now. I won't <laughs> discuss them anymore. I enjoyed it. I was actually uh, talking to someone earlier today and I said that I feel like, obviously I went to Miami, so I have that tie, but I feel like living in Austin now and having lived in LA before, I kind of feel like both Texas and UCLA, and obviously USC, because my sister went there, but they're garbage, so they don't get counted. But UCLA, Texas, and Miami were three teams that I kind of almost consider home teams just from having lived there. And I was like, but they're all bubble teams, so you know, if two out of three make it, I'll be surprised. And of course, the two that I care about less make it. But Yeah. Yeah, well, the good thing is that we get the NIT on Wednesday, so we can do that podcast another time. Exactly. I haven't even looked at the bracket. What's Miami, a two seed in that? Two seed. Two seed. We didn't yes. even get the one seed. Yeah. I, well, yeah, Hate I was... everywhere. Hate is because they ain't well, us. Well, I know a lot of the brackets. Hate is because they ain't us. Hate is because they ain't us. It's going to be the theme of today. I love it. I... Yeah. But I know a lot of the uh, bracketology always had Miami as the, the first four out, and then when I heard they weren't even near the line, I wonder if... You know, a lot, a lot of people were saying, oh, win that Notre Dame game in the ACC tourney and maybe you, uh, you'll make it. And it seemed like that probably wouldn't have even happened, even if they did. Yeah, you just look at it and how far out they were, the fact that they're not even a one seed in the NIT. Um, I just think it's ridiculous uh, that, you know, that they were even thought, or that it was even thought that they were going to be close, you know. I mean, I guess, you know, you win Louisville late in the season, you get that... Notre Dame win at the ACC tournament, but I mean, they looked bad against Vautech and, you know, struggled up and down against Notre Dame, so I'm not surprised. But yeah. Anyway. It's definitely not uh, not a big shock, but at the same time, I mean, you could also say don't lose at home by 20 plus points to both Georgia Tech and Eastern Kentucky. So there's lots of things, but why don't we talk about the teams that are in the field? Are in it. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. And we're, and we're so losers right now. A lot better. So our snubs, we. we Obviously went through Miami, but I think also just Colorado State and Temple deserve uh, a little warm mention. Um, Temple in particular, I, I mean, beating Kansas by twenty five points, like even though that was at home, that's still a pretty impressive victory, I thought. But apparently not enough to uh, to get the job done. And I mean, they 
they beat Kansas at home. They beat UConn twice, who was, you know, I know it's not UConn, but they're defending national champion and how well they did in the tournament. Um, you know, beat Cincinnati or split with Cincinnati. I mean, there, yes, there are some tough losses, but again, compared to the other teams in the American Conference, isn't too bad. And wins against Memphis as well. I mean, I guess Memphis isn't the same team that it used to be. Um, and I guess a win against SMU late in the season probably would have put them over and into it. But, um, you know, I still think that was the team that should have gone over anybody else. I agree. And well, that segues very nicely into our poops, which are teams that made it. Well, actually, hold on. I need to I need to point this out. I was just looking at Temple's schedule. Their first game of the year versus American. Final score is 40 to 37. And that just brings back memories of today's uh, conference championship game between Georgia State and Georgia Southern, about. which was, uh, what, 38 to 36, I think. I, and that was crazy because they showed like the update to that game. And I think uh, Brian Gumble or somebody goes like, and it's final, you know, down in Georgia where, you know, Georgia, Georgia State wins. And I'm looking at it. I didn't see final. I'm like, it's 38-36. I'm like, God, Brian, you're such an idiot. The game's still going. <laughs> and then I looked at it and I'm like, wait, that's the final? Are you kidding me? That's like a bad varsity basketball game <laughs> in Florida. Like, this is not... That's not what you want. That's not not the type of basketball you want to be watching. No, definitely not uh, a a quality performance. But hey, you know Georgia Georgia State representing the Sun Belt. Uh, that's also where Kevin Ware ended up. If you recall his horrific leg injury um, when Louisville won the national championship, when he broke it contesting a shot, and it was like one of the grossest injuries anyone's ever seen. He's on Georgia State now, so he's making it back to the tourney. So when they play Baylor, you're just going to see that highlight over and over and over again. So get success for that, everybody. Yeah, can't wait to just see some disgusting... Uh, ugh. Yeah, not good. So I hope they don't overplay that. I hope not. Because that kid's done a lot and he's gone through a lot. You know. Yeah. You know, maybe, Hopefully maybe not. Maybe maybe mention it and not show yeah. it. That would be that would be ideal. Um, I'll send a nasty tweet to CBS Sports if they do. <laughs> so... Moving on to, I, I can't wait to read that. Um, moving on to the the poops as we as we were going to before I got derailed by terrible basketball. But it it does again segue nicely because talking about low scoring awful games and moving on to uh, teams that really didn't deserve or I I don't think deserve to be in the tournament. But again, you always look at some of the bubble teams, and it's it it's all just kind of mediocrity by by that point. Um, and so personally for me, I think that the five kind of most undeserving teams um, are two of them are in the, the first four, which is BYU and Ole Miss, who I just think are like BYU essentially has Miami's resume, but without all the terrible losses um, and that they beat one really good opponent and just have a lot of pedestrian wins. But I think even Miami's like second and third best wins were, were better than BYU's. But I mean, you, you go into Gonzaga and win, towards the end of the season. I mean, they were not even on the, the bubble radar before that and, and to get into the tournament from that, you know, it's good for them. And maybe they could pull off an upset, but I just haven't seen them beat anyone yet. So who knows? They just had a good win at the right time. You know, like that win happens early in the season. They're forgotten about that. win happens late in February, you make the tournament. So good for them. I'm moving up from them because I want to talk about them. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to beat Mississippi because that old Miss is just, playing like garbage right now um and then you look on the other side obviously ucla 
It's like, what? Why? What have they done? I think it's just Bill Walton, um, because I've been staying up a little bit later watching some uh, Pac-12 basketball games and Bill Walton being on and him just pumping up the Conference of Champions and just doing his thing where they're like, you know what? You know, Bill Walton's yelling at us and getting mad. I guess we got to put UCLA in, you know, make <laughs> him happy. So that's really all I can think of. That's the only reason why they made it, because I just loved it when I was watching the tournament, too. It's like, this is such a great venue, Vegas. Oh, baby, you know, throw it down, big fella. And, you know, <laughs> I'm in Vegas. The pool parties are amazing. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's having won a great time, and he just got UCLA in the tournament, and they're playing terrible. <laughs> I think that is it. It's the Bill Walton campaigning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just politics. Did you, hear when he, did you hear when he announced that um, he's been milked before? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> No, I have. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to search that one. Yeah, there's. This is. This goes for everyone. Is literally just looked at. Look, you know, YouTube or Google. Uh, Bill Walton. I have been milked, and he's talking about milking cows. And he, he says like, I've milked cows, and I have been milked, and it's oh, just man. silence. It's like twelve seconds of silence afterward, and I know whoever so... he's calling the game with is like, what is? What do I say? Oh, who does he? I've heard the guy who he always calls with. He does the play-by-play, but they just yell at each other now. <laughs> And it's just, it's fantastic. Like it's, I watch it now just for like the awkward commentary between the two because Walton yells at this guy. And like he was yelling at Joe, Joe Lenardi like the other time, like when he was like, yeah, UCLA is like definitely on the out. And then he's just like, you're an idiot. And I was like, what? That's just that's like, Joe Lenardi, you don't know anything. You're just, you're just over there and the East Coast and all that. And just all oh, hoity-toity. And, and I'm just like, this guy's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. And I guess he starts talking about milking himself so but that's that's gross this is a family it's a family podcast i don't know if it was him milking himself i think it was someone else milking him either way still gross you're right family podcast family podcast moving on moving on i and so i mean any other any other poops for you i'd I'd say indiana kind of as well yeah that one surprises me but again you know I'm not surprised that they that they made it, but I'm so, somewhat surprised. You know, all right. So I'm I'm not shocked they made it, but I'm a little surprised they made it. So yeah, and especially as a, as a ten seed, I feel like that might be a little generous for them. Texas, I know everyone was kind of like they're on the bubble, but they did play a ton of good games and won three of them. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, they play in a really good conference, too. The Big 12 is real solid. Um, you know, they how many teams they have in the tournament this year, and Kansas being a two. Oklahoma, I mean, one of those teams that just kind of, like, sneaks up on you, and the fact that I guess they're pretty good because they're a three seed. Like, I haven't watched any Oklahoma basketball this year, and so it's just one of those, like, when I saw they were a three seed, I'm like, what have I been missing? Like, I knew <laughs> Baylor, Kansas. Like, I've seen a little bit of West Virginia. Like, I'm like, all right, those are all solid teams. But then I saw Oklahoma. I'm like, is Blake Griffin playing for them again? Because I didn't know that they still had a team going on there. He's back. You never know. He's playing again. Yeah, that, that uh, we'll, we'll get into that part of the bracket, um, I guess, right now, because we're moving on to early round upsets. And oh, Albany over Oklahoma? No, 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 no. Oh, um, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Um, no, but I do. Ha- well, let's you know. Let's start in Kentucky's bracket. We'll go. We'll go bracket by bracket, Brutal. or region by region. Brutal draw for Kentucky. It's like, hey, hey guys, you did a great job being undefeated. Um, have fun playing, probably in the hardest bracket uh, that's been around in a while. You think so? I think that's the easiest one. Really, I think you have 
I think there's a bunch of teams here that could end up that could have been in the Final Four if they weren't in. I think Kansas could have. I think Notre Dame could. I think Butler's sneaky. Um, Maryland's been playing well. And then everybody's all over Buffalo being like a, like seated too low type of situation where it's just kind of one of those. I just I think they're a pretty strong side of the bracket. But I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think any team is. I think Kansas is losing. Well, again, I'm getting ahead of myself with these upsets. Um, I do think Buffalo can beat West Virginia. I'm not. You've already filled out your bracket. I have yet to do it um, because I was driving. So I I need to get my wits about me a little bit. So maybe I'll fill it out tomorrow morning. But I do think Buffalo can beat West Virginia just because of. Buffalo doesn't turn the ball over very well. West Virginia doesn't shoot very well. So if that combination happens, I uh, you know West Virginia is not going to get a lot of easy baskets against them. And you know it's Bobby Hurley coaching Buffalo, so you know there's got to be some sort of Final Four, at least early round uh, upset magic as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas could be Butler, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. Like Butler's probably among the lower half of quality of teams that Texas has played all year. So they, I wouldn't be shocked if they won that game. And I wouldn't be shocked if they lost by 30 either. So I'll probably just pencil Notre Dame into the Sweet 16 by default, even though one of my Notre Dame rules, or one of my NCAA tournament rules, is never trust Notre Dame. No, no, I'm not. I And I did. I trusted them way too much. You're not. You're. Oh, it's bad. It's bad how bad I trust, trusted them. But, yeah, it's rough. Well, um, God, I can't, just looking at that, I almost just want to pick Northeastern just for uh, variety's wow. sake. But I, I have, uh, my main upset here would probably be Buffalo. But if we're talking Dark Horses or Cinderella's, uh, that's a little teaser. We'll get to that in just that's a few minutes. Let's go soon. Yeah, just a few minutes. Um, cool. but cool. there. Get your get your taste buds wet. I do, yeah, I do have a little bit of a of a Cinderella in here. How about you? Uh, I have the same thing. I have Buffalo winning that game. Really, not anything of more. Just listening to an analyst say how much they like Buffalo and being seated where they are. Uh, I have Butler still beating Texas. Actually, seeing them live in person and uh, over the past couple of years. I just like how they play. I think they play smart basketball. Um, Notre Dame, uh, I've going on my, uh, big, big shakeup in this is Wichita State beating Kansas. Uh, I just think that they're a kind of veteran team. They've flown under the radar this year. Uh, so I think kind of watch out for them. And like you say, with Kansas, they just haven't, they, they seem to finish the year. They seem to be one of those teams that peaked in February. They were playing really good basketball in the big 12. And then hit the end of the year, kind of slowed, slowed down, and then losing to Iowa State here. Um, I, and Perry Ellis being injured and their best player, you know, I mean, that's going to be kind of probably tough for him. Uh, I just, I see uh, Wichita State winning that. And then Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Wichita State, Kentucky, Maryland playing in that Sweet 16, and then Kentucky coming out of the bracket beating Notre Dame. So trusted Notre Dame way too much. Nice, nice. I, I, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll just do, we'll go through each, each bracket piece or each, each region and just say who we have coming out of it. That makes more sense. That than, works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to host things. Um, I also like <laughs> Wichita State over Kansas. I like them over Notre Dame. I have Wichita State in the Elite Eight. Uh, just because, yeah, this team reminds me of two years ago when they made the Final Four. That it's like they, they seem to thrive more of being under the radar. And that team last year was probably a Final Four team if they didn't play Kentucky in the second round. Yeah. 
Like they, they had the worst draw. Yeah, I mean, they got I guess shafted. Yeah, Kentucky has a bad draw. I forget about last year and just that where we're just like, hey, you're a one seed. Oh, the eight team you get to play is Kentucky. <laughs> like what? That was such. A, that was terrible. Like they easily could have gone for. It. it was one of the best basketball, college basketball games I've watched in a long time. That yeah. Game. So I'd like to see that rematch. Yeah, that would be that would be real cool to see. Oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, I I feel like I have like four or five rematches in my like elite eight, but. Which isn't even possible because it's just four games. But um, the uh, yeah, I just I can't I can't trust Notre Dame that much. And also just seeing again, I'm gonna, we're going to go back to Miami here. But seeing Miami have the you know shot within the final two or three minutes of beating them in both of those games, I I can't trust a team that you know almost lost to Miami twice. Which is why later on I'm not going to trust Louisville at all. Yeah. I, I do. I just think they're playing hot. I think they're playing good basketball. I mean, watching them shoot. I mean, they're one of those teams, though, if they go cold from the three-point line, uh, they're done. Um, but I think they're going to uh, get kind of a rhythm here, get hot enough. I mean, really, the team, If I would be worried if I was Kentucky and playing that team because the I think everybody thinks like Wisconsin and a disciplined team is going to do it. I think the best team, the most likely chance for Kentucky to lose is playing a team that's going to go lights out from three and just be one of those unbelievable, like, no matter what you do, that team just hits a bunch of threes. So I think they have the best chance to beat Kentucky, but it won't happen. Nice. I like it. And uh, so, yeah, I think that, that tidies up the Midwest bracket pretty nicely. Let's go, uh, I guess, let's just go down. <laughs> let's go to the Gotta West. Go down. Yeah, Gotta go to the West. Go West to Los Angeles. I'll let you take the lead on your, your Cinderella's early upsets and who's coming early out of the West. Sets. Um, I don't have any, actually. I have everybody moving on, um, and actually this being a 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, Sweet 16. Um, like Ooh. you, though, uh, with Notre Dame, I cannot trust Wisconsin. Um, you know, I'm watching today the Big Ten tournament, and they, you know, were seconds away from really coughing up that game other than a dumb Michigan State last-second turnover that gave them the chance for Wisconsin to tie it. Um, and then also a player, Wisconsin player being out of bounds. It's just one of those, like, you know, maybe I think they used up their luck. And to me, they, I, they've never proven that they, they're always like, the, you know, two, three C their repicks to go far and then gets the sweet 16 and gets bounced. So I have actually UNC Arizona making it to that elite eight and Arizona making it into the final four against Kentucky. Nice. Um, so, no, no Cinderella's, no upsets here. Just pretty, pretty standard. I'm with you with the upsets. I'm considering Wofford over Arkansas. I did too, but I, I think Arkansas will come out. I think it's one of those they're they're playing well, um, and they'll, uh, they'll they'll listen to all the media like Wofford's going to upset Arkansas because it's already happening, and I just think they're going to take care of business. Yeah, I I I'm still waffling on that, but that would be yeah, that'd be my only. I would love I would love to pick Harvard. I would love to pick Harvard. I. But I just don't know if the UNC is the greatest matchup for them. Um, but Harvard, I mean, they've bounced two, two. Uh, they bounced New Mexico two years ago, and they were three seed. And um, last year, Cincinnati, when they were a five seed, so they clearly have no problem being a double digit team that gets that early round upset. Um, but I, I just don't know if they, if UNC is the best matchup for them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I, I do disagree later on. I, I have Wisconsin coming out of this um, just because I, I think they're better than they are last year. And they've got – it just kind of reminds me of when Florida won the national championship. I know Wisconsin didn't win last year. 
but you know everyone just came back the next year and it it you could tell they had that sort of extra 30 35 games of having played with each other already and just knowing you know how to run like a, a finely tuned machine and i'm sure i i will regret this because i agree with you that wisconsin has always kind of been a letdown um aside from last year uh, in the tournament but I also feel like at the same time, I'm usually pretty good about where I pick Wisconsin. Like if they get bounced in the Sweet 16, that's where I have them going out. So I'm hoping this year I'll be, uh, I'll be consistent with yeah. that. And, and That'd be good. That'd be one of your Final Four teams in there. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I only got one Final Four team right last year, like I'm sure most of America did. So. I mean, I like it. They're a smart basketball team. Uh, you know, watching the end of the game and... They knew they only had four fouls. And it was obvious. Like, they just started fouling Michigan State to, uh, when it was a tie game to go into overtime, it was like 10 seconds left, and there was a drive. Like Michigan State, the guy got free, and Kaminsky fouled him right away before he could get anywhere near taking a shot. And it was one of those, like, that's a really smart play. And they kept doing that where they just prevented them from taking easy shots and kept winding the clock down. So then it ended up just being a, a catch-and-shoot play. So... I, I like how smart they are, but I just, again, it, I, in my gut, I just don't trust them. Hey, man, that's how you got to fill out the bracket. Is just trust, me. trust the gut. Also, I'd like to point out their game today against Michigan State. Zero points for Michigan State in the overtime, which is the first time I can remember that happening. I'm sure it's happened before, but I know I, there was a tournament game. This is probably back in like 2007 or 2008, whenever Georgetown made the Final Four. Uh, and they beat UNC, and I was so excited because I was like, this is the first time a team's going to score zero in the overtime because UNC had no points, and then they scored a three with, like, three seconds left in the overtime, and I was so mad. I'm like, ah, I'll never see it. And, and then it happened <laughs> well, today. So it, it happened today. History. History. History being made. All right, love it. Let's move on to the south. Let's just keep going in this counterclockwise pattern, which... It's weird because it's a rectangle, but um, still clock-shaped. Some clocks are rectangles. Uh, so it's <laughs> it's the South region. It's it's the one where Duke is the number one seed. Uh, as far as upsets go, honestly, I'm, I'm leaning towards a little uh, 12-13 matchup here. Uh, I think Utah is not very good, um, and I think Stephen F. Austin is the same team that beat VCU last year. Um, I know they lost a couple people, but the... The main guys, including uh, Thomas Walkup, who hit that four-point play last year, he's still on the team. They haven't lost, or they've lost once since like the end of November. Um, and I just think that they'll they'll match up well with Utah, who, admittedly, I don't know a lot about, but they they kind of remind me of a, a plotting slow team um, that I saw play about four or five years ago when Utah was a high seed and they got, I think, when they were a five seed and they got. Um, taken out really easily by the 12 seed which granted was arizona so it was a better team but uh or a bigger program i guess but um and then eastern washington beating georgetown eastern washington has the nation's leading score uh and georgetown has the the fun fact of being the only school in ncaa history to lose five straight tournament games to both double-digit seeds and to teams seeded at least five spots lower than them oh man and well yeah it's it's i mean that's dating back to i guess 2013 when florida gulf coast knocked them out uh, and then they weren't in the tournament last year but it's just it's it's a run of of you know bad (laughs) 
just bad performances in the tournament. Um, and I think they are. I think they are a better team this year. But I just, I don't know. I'm just wary of picking them. I mean, what's ridiculous about this is that the game's in Portland, Oregon. So yeah. it's going to be pretty much an Eastern Washington home game. Um, and like you said, with the leading scorer on the team uh, or for in the nation, I just. I wouldn't if it was anywhere else. I probably wouldn't pick it. I mean, I like the team. I've, I mean, I've seen them the most live just because I'm up in DC and you know they're or my grad school alma mater. So I'm probably gonna get hated on the all the athletic department people I've worked with. Um, I probably will be able to hang out there anytime soon. But like, I just don't feel like they uh, they could they got a good draw and I, I want to pick them. I really do. I want to pick Georgetown and I think if they can get out of that, they'd be all right. But I just see. Like you said, their past history and the fact that they're playing on the West Coast, they have to travel that far um, and playing a team that has to only travel like an hour. Uh, I think that's going to be huge uh, for them. I have Utah winning that game. Um, my other one would be Davidson sneaking past Iowa. I almost want to pick him against Gonzaga, but I think Gonzaga is going to be pretty solid this year and uh, move on, and then I get Duke and Gonzaga playing in that uh, Elite Eight game with Duke moving on to the uh, Final Four. Dukies, Dukies, nice. Uh, I I also like Davidson. I'm picking Davidson to beat Gonzaga, and then I'm picking oh, yeah. Iowa State to beat Davidson, and then I'm picking Iowa State to beat Duke. I think Iowa State makes the Final Four. They, they I thought, were one of the top teams in the nation last year, and then George Nang breaks his foot. They're basically all back this year. Uh, and the cardiac kids, I'd like it if they stopped getting down by double digits. It's something like their last five games they've been trailing by at least <laughs> 10 and have come back and won every time. And obviously that luck will run out at some point. But They just find a way to win. They just find a way to win. Yeah. These kids. Find and a it's, way to win. It's, it's great. I think my, my lock of the entire tournament that's not like a top four seed winning their first round game is SMU beating UCLA. Um, yeah. because the game which of is course in UCLA is going to go on and win and make it to the Sweet 16. Oh yeah, which is just going to anger everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 absurd, but <laughs> I'm hoping not because the game is not in Los Angeles, and that's really the only place UCLA has won for much I of this season. I think if it does happen where SMU and Iowa State win, um, I think that SMU Iowa State game would be really good. I I agree. I really like Iowa State. I think they're really athletic and run well. Um, you know, they're just one of those. They're they're a better version almost of Florida Gulf Coast was a few years ago, where they're just really athletic and can just jump out of the gym um, and just older and more experienced. But I just think uh, I don't know. And I think if uh, Gonzaga and Iowa State play each other, uh, they uh, they they that's a great game um, with Gonzaga sneaking out. But uh, if they do play Davidson, I, I would agree. I think if Iowa State get a good draw and make it through that sweet 16 they could beat duke and get to the final four but as of right now i get the duke he's making it that's why i'm hoping davidson wins ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, good deal and so we come to our final region the, the east upper, region the upper right the upper right corner the upper right corner and uh your little note about paying attention to where teams play which i agree completely like there's been a couple of years where i have not done that and I think most recently it was when Cal won as a 12 seed against, I don't even remember who, but it was like two or three years ago, maybe against Syracuse or something. And like, I saw the game was played like 10 minutes from Cal's like campus. And yeah, you like that, that is something to, to note out. And I guess we'll, I, I'll, I'll point that out as my first thing is Dayton playing in the first four, uh, playing a game in Dayton. <laughs> 
And I feel like that's probably going to be an easy win for them to uh, then face Providence. And regardless of who wins that game, I think they beat Providence. And it's more so because uh, a first four team has won every single year since it's been out, which is four years and counting now. Um, but it uh, it's, it's happened every year. And three out of the four years, that team has then made it to at least the Sweet 16. And I think both Dayton and Boise State could also beat Oklahoma uh, if they face them. And I like uh, Dayton. I, I, mean, I agree. I like Dayton a lot. I think because they did it last year, um, I have them. I actually have them because you can't pick. I don't understand why you can't pick your first four um, teams. You can only pick BSU slash Dayton. Yeah. Um, but I have I have Dayton beating Providence and then getting against Oklahoma and then Oklahoma winning that game again. I have no knowledge about Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm just rolling with this whole. They got a three seed thing and going for it. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's what you have to do. And I actually, I, I'm going to give a shameless plug here. Is I should tomorrow, I this article that I wrote for Playboy should be going live about Ooh. March Madness statistics. Um, and a, a fun fact to note is, I'm trying to figure out how to smoothly like transition from what you just said about <laughs> Oklahoma being a 3C. But... Basically, as far it was a lot of you know like seed heavy things um, in terms of like you know this number of seeds win this amount of times, and I think the the two most surprising ones that I saw were that um, three seeds, all three or all four three seeds have only made the Sweet Sixteen three times, and really? last year was the first time all four four seeds made it, um, and so I think those are good areas to kind of look for maybe like a, a second round upset. Um, of sorts like that and the other most interesting statistic that I found uh, at least that I can remember off the top of my head is everyone touts the 12-5 matchup is like the oh that's where you're getting your upset every year it's the 12-5 but the 11-6 happens it's happened exactly the same amount of times since 1985 um, which is about 34% of the time and so I, I think this I think Providence is the sixth seed that loses this year um, now, now you're making me rethink my entire bracket because um, I have all all three seats making the uh, Sweet 16. Oh, I'm really sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just so sorry. Get stats out of me like this. Now I'm question everything. just questioning my bracket. I'm going to have to question life later. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, my gosh. I mean, if a three seed was to lose, I think... I don't know. Notre Dame's probably the most likely three seed to lose. Um, yeah, well, you you, just, you yeah. just don't trust them. I don't at all. But, I mean... I just don't think Baylor is going to play anyone, and I don't think... I mean, Iowa State and SMU could be a tough one, but, I mean, Oklahoma... I, Dayton Dayton matches up kind of well with Oklahoma. And Boise State is not a bad team either. I just think they're getting shafted by having to play basically a road game. Yeah, not, yeah. I, I just don't... I see Dayton winning that game and moving on, and I, I might put Dayton in there and say that they're going to that sweet, sweet 16, but... But you can like fill out your uh, your brackets on uh, after the first four, right? Uh, I mean, I'll probably fill it out tomorrow, but but you can change it, right? Yeah, I yeah. I want to see that. Day- like, it's a little bit of cheating. I want to see that Dayton Boise State game, and then if Boise State wins that game, then I definitely have Oklahoma making a Sweet Sixteen. Where if I if Dayton doesn't does win that game, then then I'm have to question it more. But anyway, we can move on from our Dayton love. <laughs> I always love me some Dayton. Um, and so I guess continuing in the, uh, well, no, we'll start back from the top. So the the top four seeds, or I guess one, the top four games, I have the 
the higher seed winning in every game, or the better seed, lower seed, I guess. Although, Wyoming, I hate, the committee does this every year, where it's like my one, like, dark horse team, which is Northern Iowa, plays like one of my, like, oh, I want to pick this team as an upset team, which is Wyoming. And so I never know. I feel like in those cases, it is usually a 5-12, to 12 and the 5 ends up winning. Yeah. But, I mean, last year, it was VCU and Stephen F. Austin, and Stephen F. Austin is the 12-1. Um, so it's, I, I think that's going to be a good game. Wyoming just, since they've gotten Larry Nance back, who is their uh, basically best player, um, he, he missed a stretch. I can't remember if it was him or someone else that had uh, mono. Oh, um, and, that's not good. And so, yeah, and so he... Missed, you know, a few games with that, and then it took them a few to kind of get back into the swing of things. And they had to win the uh, the Mountain West tournament to even make the field. And so um, they're, you know, they're just playing very well. But I just don't know if Northern Iowa is a great, uh, you know, the right matchup for them. Which is really what it all comes down to: is is it a good matchup for you? Um, but when you've got a great player like that, you know, sometimes he can just kind of take over, and the matchup doesn't matter so much. So that would be one upset that I'd look at, but I don't know if I'll actually pencil it in. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because with Northern Iowa, they're just playing well. I I don't know. Um, I, I have them winning. I have Villanova, NC State, Northern Iowa, Louisville. Now where it gets crazy is I have NC State beating Villanova. Oh! That was another one of those, like, I don't really trust them type of teams, you know? And I, it was... I don't know. Maybe I'm being an ACC homer because then I end up having NC State, Louisville, Oklahoma, and Virginia on the Sweet 16. So <laughs> I think I just have all ACC teams pretty much just making it, which is not reasonable. The only reason I'd pick Louisville to beat Northern Iowa is I just think they'd be more physical. Um, you know, I, they don't have a lot of scoring, but I think uh, if you can come out and just be physical um, with Montrell Harris, did I say that? I always say his first name. Montrezl. Right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a guy, guy that should have been ejected in the Miami. Yeah. Hey, uh, I digress. Um, <laughs> like, I think he's just really physical, and that just throws off teams, especially, you know, I mean, I think Northern Iowa is a good team, but if you can get bumped around down low and uh, Louisville can uh, make its presence known, uh, I think they win that game. So I, I, I then have Louisville beating NC State and uh, Virginia moving on and uh, Virginia actually sneaking in. So uh, it's... And, and getting that kind of rematch from earlier in the year in Virginia, Virginia coming out on top this time. Very nice. Uh, mine's... This, this is the, I, I, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 this go is for definitely it. the bracket where I feel the hardest. I'm just like, I don't have a definitely like all the other ones. I'm pretty confident about you always have that one, you know, you always have like the three teams that, you know, like, okay, like that team, I feel like definitely can make it out of its bracket in each of the uh, different or di- make it to the final four out of their side of the bracket. Like then there's always that one, bracket where you just don't know like i think i don't think villanova is going to do it uh you know i don't really trust northern iowa i don't trust louisville i don't trust oklahoma i don't know anything about it like michigan state like they play well they could do it like virginia like they played really well and again i think with the injuries and again they they're a team that peaked in january early february you know and now that they've fallen down to a two seed instead of a one seed I could see them losing to Michigan State. I could see them losing to Belmont. But then I could see them winning, you know, <laughs> if they have them going to the Final Four. And I'm just going to keep going and talking real fast. So that's how I feel about it. But anyway, this, the upper right corner, whatever bracket this is, the South, Midwest, the whatever east. it is. It's the East. <laughs> it's the East. Nailed it. Lost it. Um, it I, just, I, don't, I, I wish I could just take that one off and put another team from a different 
from a different place in because I don't trust any of these teams. I like, I agree. Like, give me Gonzaga in this, and I would take them to the Final Four over any other teams in this in this side of the bracket. Yeah, so. there's there is always that one where you just have no idea, and I find most of the time that's the one I end up getting like the most right where i'm like so sure like oh this team's gonna make it this team's gonna make it and then they're losing to a 16 seed and then my whole uh, my whole world is just falling apart i i you you I'm did gonna get crazy here i'm gonna get crazy only just because i watched some of that lafayette game i think lafayette gives Villanova some issues and i'm not gonna call it i'm not gonna sit here and call it but i think they might be able to be that first one like they i think of all the one seeds you look at one versus 16 I think that's the best chance to do it. Unless Northern Florida, because I love the Ospreys, and I have friends that went there, and I always do the, like, how do I have connections? Like, I almost picked Florida Gulf Coast a few years ago, because they're just like, hey, I know Florida Gulf Coast, because, like, I know people that go there, so I want to pick them. But I'm like, no, they won't beat a two seed, and then they did. (laughs) Um, So, like, this year I want to pick Lafayette over Villanova, but I'm not going to do that, because I'm not that crazy. I'm crazy, but not that crazy. That's a little insane. Yeah, that's a little... Uh, insane. <laughs> I'll yeah. just repeat. I'll just repeat. It's insane. Um, but I will give a shout out to Andy Moore, one of my former coworkers and buddies who uh, went to Lafayette, played on the team. Um, so it's good to see the Leopards in the big dance again. Because I know last year they made the title game of the uh, Patriot League final, but we're not able to close the deal against Lehigh, I believe, who's who's usually the representative. I feel like has been yeah past couple of years you know knocking off duke a couple years ago and only, and you only say that because they knocked off duke like exactly. if they empty duke you would, you'd, you'd have no idea <laughs> i don't know i've played a lot of college basketball games in the past but um oh, that's, fair. that's fair. okay all right but yeah that's that's cute that you say that because i was debating putting villanova in the um final four i uh, just because i think i think in years past yes i agree villanova has been kind of weak but i don't know just something about this year's team they just play it's it almost kind of goes back to wisconsin a little bit it's like they they just play smart and kind of like they you know they've been there before and they know kind of what to do in in various situations um and i mean last year i correctly predicted them to lose in the second round of course i picked them to lose to st joe's instead of yukon who was the national championship i always love when the national champion i have losing in the first round that makes me feel real good about my yeah, well, Basketball last year knowledge. was ridiculous. And then it was just like, hey, Connecticut and Kentucky are playing each other, but they're 9 and 8. Like, what? Like, that's so dumb. Like, anyway, last year, last year's tournament really, like, made me upset because they're just like, this is this is not how, like, playoffs are supposed to work. <laughs> like, it's fun, yes, but, like, these teams did not deserve to be in the national title, but because they got in as 9 and 8 seeds and then just got hot at the right time, they, uh, they were able to, to get to the finals. But anyway, usually that doesn't happen, and I don't think it's going to happen this year, but um, we'll see. Because I've definitely, I've definitely grown older where I'd rather see the better teams keep making it. Like, I used to be like, I love the upsets and things like that. They're so much fun. But now I'm like, yeah, but, you know, if you know, uh, you know, UAB beats Iowa State, <laughs> then, like, then we get, like, a bad SMU-UAB game instead of a really good SMU-Iowa State game, so... I agree. I, I do love an occasional upset, but only if I've picked it. Um, exactly. And then, the, yeah. and then the second round is, is still usually pretty terrible. Um, if it can boost my confidence, I'm in. <laughs> that's really all you can ask for in life. Uh, so let's let's recap, because I know we, at least I did, got off track a lot. Um, so let's go through 
each regional. Um, say you're Elite Eight, and then I guess we'll pick the Final Four from that. Elite we... Eight, Kentucky versus Notre Dame, UNC versus Arizona, Duke versus Gonzaga, and Virginia versus Louisville. That is so many ACC teams. It's a lot of Man. ACC teams. Wow, that is that I, that can't happen. That is one, two, three, four, five <laughs> ACC teams. Well, I'm gonna stick with it. Go ACC. Yeah, this man. Year. Go that ACC. Is, that is, I I don't even try to do that. It's not like I'm trying to be an ACC homer by any means. Like, uh, I, oh, man. And the sixth one is knocking off a one seed. Also, for the NC State. Yeah, yeah, just ACC baby. Watch out. I love it. And then your final four from that? Uh, Kentucky, Arizona. So I get rid of two of my ACC teams. Nice. And then I uh, keep two of them in there with Virginia and Duke. And then uh, Kentucky facing off Duke, which I would love to see that game. Um, I uh, think that would probably be actually the best test for Kentucky, just talent-wise, uh, down low uh, with Okafor. Um, because I think Okafor will just end up playing the entire game while Kentucky subs everybody. I mean, the guard play would just be the biggest issue because Duke's guards just aren't as strong as Kentucky's are. So, But have Kentucky going undefeated and win it all. So that's it. You heard it here first. Shocking. Big shocker. <laughs> Picking a surprise team there to make it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I'm I'm still torn. I This is going to literally just like come out of my mouth, as I said. I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm so excited. This is my, literally live bracket making. Live, yeah, live bracket making. I... I think for my Elite Eight in the Midwest, I'm going Kentucky versus Wichita State. I'm going to interrupt you. Your Elite Eight, like, on the fly here, is going to be better than my <laughs> thought-out Elite Eight that has five ACC teams in it. Five ACC teams. <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to come back to the tape because I'll probably waffle about 90 times. So I need to put what I actually put on tape. So Kentucky, Wichita State. I think Kentucky makes it out of there. They make the Final Four. Uh, in the West... Uh, I think Wisconsin, Arizona, we get a rematch again. I'm going to pick Wisconsin, but I don't like doing it because I do like Arizona a lot, but I like Wisconsin just a little bit better. Um, Plus, I'd love to see a Kentucky-Wisconsin rematch right after seeing a Wisconsin-Arizona rematch. That's exciting. Uh, So a little more normal one-two there. That's the the no-upset bracket um, where I don't even think I'd have an upset going into the the uh i don't think i'd have any upsets there like at all like i'd have unc beating arkansas and baylor beating xavier yeah and just be pure chalk in there so that's gonna be wrong but uh that's how that's how i feel it's the most tempting one by far to pick that bracket that uh was it the west like that's just the most tempting because you know those lower seed teams you know wofford and harvard are probably the only ones you think really have a chance but yeah um of course, that's going to be the one where, you know, VCU gets hot and makes yeah. it Or Ohio State. Like, I, we thought Ohio State was going to be good this year, haven't done anything, and all of a sudden they're going to be playing in the Elite Eight. So, yeah. there you go. That's another ma- crazy one. Lafayette, you heard it first. Lafayette <laughs> and Ohio State in the Elite Eight this maybe, year. Uh, maybe Georgia State holds Baylor to 36 points and gets the win. You never know. Watch out. <laughs> it could go wild. That, that tough defense. And, and their coach got injured to celebrate. Oh, I know. That's terrible to laugh at. That's not funny. No, it's uh, not. I don't know why I'm laughing at it, but like that's probably because you're a jerk. Very, very Bill Grammatica. Very Bill Grammatica esque. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, well, the good, I guess. Well, now Georgia State has two 
um, situations where CBS is going to play the video of Kevin Ware being injured and then their coach <laughs> being injured. So it's just, that's going to be the production of that game. So everybody can look forward to that. God, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, yeah, injuries. Did we mention that the coach and the player all both got injured? So. Uh, I should not be laughing. Um, yeah, so the South region over in Houston. Um, I, I I have Duke, like you, making the Elite Eight, facing off against Iowa State. But I've got the Cyclones in the Final Four. Let's go, Iowa State. Don't let me down. Uh, I like it. I like that one a lot. I, I Yeah, that's a good pick. Good I, feel, I feel like I pick Big 12 teams to be dark horses a lot, but like never Iowa State. Like Dating back to one of the first times I remember filling out a bracket, the year be, I think it was 2002. Five. It was the year UNC beat Illinois, and I randomly had Oklahoma State in that title game. I think just because they had made the Final Four the year before, but I had like no logic for it. Like I think a lot of those players had graduated. I really had no basis. And then I had Baylor a few years ago, and they were a three seed. So hopefully Iowa State actually like shows up instead of right. just loses in the. Remember when I was younger uh, with the when the Chris Paul Wake Forest teams? I had them winning in back to back years. Oh yeah. I don't think they made it. I don't think they made it into the Sweet 16 either time. So. Yeah, they. Lo- I remember that one game. They played West Virginia, and they lost in like double overtime. And there was Chris Paul fouled out in like regulation. Yeah, and, and yeah, there was the. I remember that. There's a lost guy to named St. Joe's. Yeah, Jameer Nelson, and then the next year they lost to West Virginia or whatever. And there's a guy named Teron Downey, and I just remember he had like 45 points and like <laughs> nine threes, and I'm like, this guy's gonna be so good in the NBA, and then he never even made it. So. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. Shout out to Ryan. So, right, yeah, so you have one shining moment. So, yeah. Iowa State, and then who's coming out of the Villanova bracket? The East bracket. Uh, apparently, you're looking at one where it doesn't say the region's name. But um, nope. I've got... I'm, God, on the fly. I Who did I have? Wisconsin, Iowa State, and Kentucky. I might be like you and pick two Big Ten teams, because I'm really leaning towards Michigan State. As a huge, I, I I like Virginia a lot, but with Justin Anderson hurt, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. So we'll just, I mean, th- that might be a wait until like Thursday morning kind of thing, just because yeah. I think I, I could see myself changing. I could talk, I easily talk myself out of Virginia, right. easily. Just because because without him, they just do not look very good on offense. Um, yeah. and I mean the defense will always be there, but if you're only scoring like fifty or fifty five points, like I think Michigan State could outscore them, and I think Oklahoma could outscore them too. If they, every... if they uh, you know, make it into there. Well, I know so much about Oklahoma. Yeah, you know so much about them. <laughs> that team. They're a quality team. Um, that but... Oklahoma team with players and a coach. Watch out. <laughs> They're pretty good. They're uh, pretty but. Decent. Yeah, I'm gonna. I guess I have two one versus seven elite eight matchups, um, but tentatively pe- penciling in Michigan State, and then, you know, I was thinking beforehand that I had Wisconsin in the title game, but I just don't know. It. I. I don't think they. I don't know. I don't think they'll beat Kentucky. It's really hard to pick against Kentucky. Like they're not. It's so hard. I mean, the SEC was pretty terrible this year, but like. Oh, but when they turn it on. Yeah. I think the biggest chance for them to lose is in the beginning rounds, just because they won't take these teams seriously. <laughs> so, but like if they if they make it through the Sweet Sixteen, I think it's over because then it just the lights get brighter and they're just a team that does so well um, and just really turns it on when there's a great atmosphere. So I I just see them turning it on by the end of the championship. I, they remind me 
of Louisville from two years ago, where Louisville had some, you know, played well at the beginning, wasn't great, kind of like snuck out of the first two rounds, and all of a sudden they played that Duke game, won big, and then just rolled through the Final Four and championships. So I see Kentucky doing the same thing. So who do you have playing Kentucky? Uh, I'm gonna go Iowa State. I have oh, them all yeah, the way, yeah, that's right. we talked about all that. the way in the Final Four. I it's probably nuts, but don't care. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I would have to pick Kentucky to continue the trend. Here's another stat to check out in that article, hopefully up tomorrow, or else I'm just going to be hyping it for nothing. But you're learning some stats, so it works out. Uh, 28 of 30 years since the tournament has been in its you know 64 plus team format. Uh, one of the participants in the national championship game has worn blue jerseys or has like blue in their official colors. Um, and the only times it hasn't happened, Indiana was involved both times. And Indiana is making the ch- the championship game. My bracket's long since been busted. So yeah, if Indiana makes. Oh man, I think, I think if Indiana wins a game with Wichita State in the Elite Eight. Uh, <laughs> my bracket's gonna be busted. So. Oh man. Hopefully that's not happening. I'm trying to look right now what the very first game is. I think it's Notre Dame versus Northeastern is the first game of the tournament, so that's going to be real disappointing. Just because I hate when it's like a crappy game to start off March Madness. Yeah. I mean, that's why they put it there, just because it's like at new, and so people really can't watch it. But it'll be one of those... I'm just so excited. I just love the fact that, like... I mean, I love basketball and watch an entire game, but it's so much fun at the end, like the last five minutes. You get to kind of, like, cut through all the all the bad part of the game and just get the best part at the end and especially since cbs just like switches around all the time and you don't have to like ever watch commercials it's fantastic so <laughs> i'm gonna get so tired of these buick commercials i might throw something every time it happens like i could throw my phone through a window every time just because i cannot stand like oh you got a buick i don't see a buick i'm gonna go nuts i'm gonna go absolutely insane so <laughs> That's my that's my dark horse like commercial that makes me the most upset by the end of it. God, that's amazing. Ah, uh, actually, I I might take back my Northeastern Notre Dame is going to be a bad game because they're both in the top. Well, Northeastern's twenty six, but both in the top twenty six for three point percentage, and have each made two hundred or more from threes. Nice. So it might just be one of those like. 107-94 games where it's just like back and forth three-point shooting. Yeah, but I feel Who like knows? nobody shoots well in the middle of the day. That's such a weird stat that like <laughs> I just came up with. But like I feel like in those games, like if you play at like four or after, like everybody gets hot because it's like one of those evening games. But if you play at noon, you're not going to shoot well from three. So I don't know. That's a great stat. You guys can take that. It's a hot take right there. That's a really good stat. So, Speaking of... Uh, a lot of research was put into that as well, as you can tell. Speaking of ridiculous stats, that actually did have some research. Guess who shot the most threes in all of college basketball this year? All of Division I. Um, they they did not make the tournament. They the most threes ever. They did not make the tournament? The team that shot the most threes that did not make the tournament. Is it like a big power conference? Is there is there a hint to this? Or? Uh, no, they're an abbreviated school. Jeez. They're in the um, Southern Conference, if that could give it away. So, oh, I have no idea. Um, I don't even know really who's in the Southern Conference. So, go go ahead. Uh, it's the Keydets of Virginia Military Institute. Oh, VMI. Who shot a whopping 1,078 three-pointers this year, um, which is good for about 36 a game. 
That's amazing. Which is amazing. That's, they shot 32%. If that's you were a lot kidding. of short guys running around a lot and just shooting, just chucking. Just chucking a lot, yeah. And, hey, and, so you can tell it's working for them. Yeah, I mean, they were top five in the nation in scoring, but their record was 11 and 19, so. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, also, I didn't even realize BYU, second highest scoring team in the nation, 83.6. Maybe they are good. Just eh, I like eh. it. I like it. So we've both got Kentucky winning it all in uh, very ambitious picks. Yeah. You've got them beating Duke, and I've got them beating Iowa State. So both of our uh, other finalists coming out of the South region. There was another stat when I was looking up uh, the uh, the March Madness stats that I can't remember now, but I believe it's the South has the most championships of any really? of any region. So I I don't know if that'll cause you. Any pos- it could be the Midwest, though. It's definitely one of those two. Um, no. I wonder what it goes into all that. Because there's a lot of, like, crazy travel. I mean, I, I think, I don't know. Like, it's just some of the traveling, you realize, especially in those first games, just, like, how random some of those locations are for some teams. Like, again, Georgetown's flying across the country, you know, as the higher seed to play uh, pretty much an away game on a, another team's, like, home floor. So, I don't know. I, I, there's got to be like you probably know more of it about just like crazy stats about all that, but anyway. uh, yeah, I not about that in particular, but I agree that I it it does blow my mind sometimes. Like I know they try to protect the top four seeds as much as they can, but they uh, <laughs> they don't always aren't always able to pull it off. So some teams yeah. just kind of get the shaft. And I know Georgetown, one of the last times they lost to a double digit team when they played uh, Davidson. The, the Steph Curry team that was a 10 seed and came like a missed three away from making the Final Four. And they just... They they played in, like, North Carolina, and so all the... Yeah. It's just one of those you just don't really realize, and then you're like, oh, wait, they played Eastern Washington. Anyway, <laughs> it'll be one where we all pick Eastern Washington to beat Georgetown, and then Georgetown goes on, and makes a great run i think in one of the other brackets i made i had them because i'd like to uh make all the brackets i can um and so i can never i can always be right even though i end up never being right i've them like going on to uh the final four so nice watch out watch out watch out world it's happening yeah so all the georgetown people that are listening to this i did pick georgetown to do well in my other bracket nice so That'll be on the second podcast. Your second bracket, who do you have? Yes, your second. <laughs> we'll fill out a second bracket soon. Well, maybe we'll redo it after the Sweet 16. Perfect. I'm down for that. And it'll be... So, all right. Well, I, you said... Who do you have... All right. So, let's play the... Who's the one team... Yeah, you probably didn't have them going far. You have them losing. Who do you think out of all of them is the one where... You say, man, I knew that they were going to do well. I should have picked them. And they end up being like the Elite Eight. Who's who's that team for you? The Cinderella. Who's your Cinderella if there is going to be a Cinderella this year? Because now I'm hosting this show. Oh, my goodness. So. <laughs> That's out of control. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there is one. Because Cinderella, I always still think of like as a mid-major or small-major team. 
Um, I'll feel mad at myself. I mean, I'm picking them, but I'll feel mad if I don't pick Michigan State and they end up making it. Um, I, I could see Northern Iowa doing it, um, but I'd just be kind of more like, oh, like way to go, as opposed to legitimately mad uh, if they pull it off, but... That's probably it. I mean, maybe if Kansas makes... I know when Kansas made the title game a couple years ago, I was just so used to them losing in the first or second round that I think I had them losing pretty early on, so... I think so. I think I had them as well. It's like, yeah, well, they're just going to blow it again like they did a couple years ago, and then they ended up making it, and you're like, they might win this whole yeah. thing. I was like, hmm. Uh, but for me, I I was looking at it, and I was trying to figure out... Because like I, I want to say Davidson is the one that makes that run again, um, but I'm gonna hold off and I'm gonna. It's again like you said, you want to pick like the, the, the mid major teams to be the Cinderellas, and this might not even be a Cinderella because they're a four seed. <laughs> but Maryland, um, I think we might be uh, talking about them if uh, one if somehow Kentucky loses in that eight nine matchup, um, they could sneak in. But I I think uh, they could play well enough, kind of sneak up on Kentucky, get hot, and uh, and make it. I, so, for me, it would be Maryland being kind of that Cinderella, even though they're a four seed. So, that's not really a Cinderella, so I guess kind of cheated out of my own question, but that's good. <laughs> Is that another uh, ACC bias, since Maryland was an ACC Oh, no, yeah, totally. Just like, we'll just like call them Habsies, since most of the team played in the ACC. <laughs> like, the, the past year, so... Um, I, I think because I mean, they were one of those teams that was supposed to be like one of the last, worst teams in the Big Ten, and you know they ended up playing really well. So I like it. I, I'll count it as a Cinderella. I don't care. That's fine. I uh, the one that makes me the most upset is UNF because I really wanted to pick them. Not that I've seen them play at all, but just because <laughs> of my like ties to them, and because they're six, well, like one have the playing game. Two have to play Duke in the first round. Like they were going to be definitely my Florida Gulf Coast, not only because they're from Florida, but because of pretty much the same reason I was going to pick Florida Gulf Coast a few <laughs> years ago, and I didn't. So they were going to be that this year, but I just cannot pick them if they're a 16 seed, and I cannot have two 16s beating a one <laughs> that I had with Lafayette over Villanova. So watch out, world. We're all going to go back to this. When it happens this week and Lafayette wins, you're going to come back here and you heard it here first, even though I'm not picking it. I'm still saying it might happen. (laughs) You're like the ESPN guys who will be like, you know, I'm not going to go out on a limb and make the pick, but it wouldn't surprise me if they won. I'm like, so you're not really saying anything. It's just if they lose, it wouldn't surprise you. If they win, it wouldn't surprise you. Like... Oh well. Pretty much. Oh well. Yep, exactly. I'm playing it safe. I have all the teams winning the tournament. <laughs> Every team will win and have a good I'm time. Picking, I'm picking the field. <laughs> the field against no field. Uh, well, Chris Hayes, thank you very much for stopping by via Skype. and. Well, I appreciate chatting. it. Yeah, any, anything to plug or anything coming up in your world? Uh, right for State of the U right now, which is pretty exciting, um, which is the Miami blog, so I get to be even more of a, a, a homer and really biased, so, but that's been a lot of fun, I'm glad those guys got me, uh, or I asked them if I could, and they had me come on, so 
I appreciate it. Haven't been having fun. It's a little slow right now. I mean, Miami kind of fell off basketball wise, and and uh, just you kind of hit the the baseball early baseball season. But other than that, that's what I'm doing right now. So check it out. Very cool. We will. And gonna have some stuff around draft day coming love out. It. So look out for that. So once you get through basketball, the draft stuff is where it's at. Yeah, and that's like a whole month of April until yeah. the draft actually happens. So it'll it, plenty plenty to write about for sure. Yeah, plenty, plenty, plenty to speculate and conjecture yep. upon. Plenty of conje- conjecture. <laughs> I just like saying conjecture. Um, well, yes. Um, well, that'll do it. Thanks everyone else for listening. Um, and remember, hi mom. Oh, Chris is gonna say hi mom. He's gonna interrupt my joke to say oh, hi sorry. mom. No, that's <laughs> fine. Terrible. That's fine. Terrible. Hello. Mrs. Hayes. Uh, anyway, so the joke. Uh, there are two monkeys in a bathtub. One says to the other, wah, wah, wah. The other says, maybe add a little more cold water. Get after it today, people. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs>